think that we should actually see this as a moral and an ethical responsibility to come to the aid of these vulnerable communities. The United Nations 28th Conference of Parties, COP28 in Dubai, is happening now. One area of focus this year, the Loss and Damage Fund established at last year's conference. This fund creates financial support for developing countries to address the harmful impacts they're experiencing but have done little to cause. Famara Damfa is a research scientist at the University of Minnesota's Institute on the Environment. He's also a party delegate in this discussion for the Gambia at COP28. Hi, Famara. Welcome to ClimateCast. Thanks for having me. So what exactly does this fund cover? So the Lost and Damage Fund is meant to cover the negative effects or harms caused by climate change in communities that have limited or no coping capacity to deal with these stressors. When you say losses, it means permanent and irreversible economic and non-economic damages. This can include things like complete disappearance of villages in small island nations or coastal communities and coastal resources that are affected by rising sea levels. It may also include things like loss of language, cultural heritage, and extinction of certain species or loss of critical natural capital assets. But then the damage side of the issue also may include things that may not necessarily be completely lost but have significantly been impacted by these climate catastrophes. Is there a clear way to put numbers on how much damage and loss developing countries have seen in recent decades? Last year, the Gambia received the largest rainfall recorded in more than 30 years. Nearly 80% of the Gambia's population was affected and thousands of families were displaced. The estimated economic damage and loss was valued at over 125 million U.S. dollars. This is equivalent to 6.5% of our GDP as of 2020. So this is a very serious problem in these communities. And who funds this effort overall? The funding as per the convention uh, should be coming from developed nations. However, the discussions on lost and damage has been blocked by developed countries for over three decades now. And we are learning that developed countries are not taking the legal responsibility, moral or ethical responsibility to compensate uh, developing countries for these damages. Now, they are avoiding the use of languages like compensation or liability to be paid to these poor and vulnerable countries, and they are calling for cooperation or facilitation, quote-unquote, uh, that's the concept that the Transitional Committee uses. So in essence, the recommendations are not clear as to who should provide direct funding, and that's one of the areas that climate justice movements are very dissatisfied with, that the idea of equity as for the convention, which calls for common but differentiated responsibilities and respective capabilities of all countries, has not been considered in the TC recommendations. Let's talk a little bit about the timeline here. This loss and damage fund was established last year. What conversations will take place this year at COP28 to move this forward? And what does the timeline look like here going forward? What we are expecting is the conference of parties to discuss and agree on the recommendations that are coming from the transitional committee. If we agree on the transitional committee's recommendations at COP28, if that is adopted by parties, 
then the fund will be established as per the recommendations. A secretariat will be created at the World Bank to manage the fund. Famera Damfa with the University of Minnesota's Institute on the Environment. Thanks for sharing your perspective on ClimateCast today. Thank you very much for having me. Global temperatures reached plus two degrees Celsius over pre-industrial times for the first time on record in November. And 2023 has set another record for billion-dollar weather disasters in the United States. Climate change is telling us there's an even bigger price to pay in the future if we ignore climate solutions. That's ClimateCast. I'm NPR Chief Meteorologist Paul Hutton.